thanks for joining. Oh, okay. Today was a little bit of a train wreck. I'm just saying time change hiccups. Like, I don't know what's going on in this world, but I promise you I'll keep showing up, keep trying to figure this out. The internet keeps going down. I don't even have words. I don't even have an opinion on my life right now. It's just full-blown madness. One computer wouldn't work. And we still found a way to get this done. My four-year-old was in here for a portion of the time. It's just, it's pure full-blown madness. Do not mind us at all. We've gone crazy. Um, but <laughs> we're, we're still here. We're still here, still finding a way to come to you. I'm going to get the internet figured out one day someday it will happen. Um, and I promise we'll just keep getting better. But at the end of the day, like life happens. And I know that you all get that because we all have life happen. So today we're talking about the room and your identity and like calling on that person to really guide you as you find who you want to be in this world and like asking more of that guide. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine. Feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough. That I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey. 
welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Uh, We're going to go ahead and dive all the way into our great things. It's how we start every day here. If you're new here, it really is just focused on shifting the belief that greatness is some unattainable goal in life. Greatness really happens within your everyday. And so that's what we're committing to, right? Changing the way that we think about it, changing the way that we put greatness up on a pedestal, making it a part of our everyday, you know, so that it becomes easier, but also so that we become more confident calling greatness into our lives, thinking that we should demand greatness, all the things. So my great thing from yesterday um, really was just like, here's the thing. It's state volleyball week. Welcome. Hi, everyone. In the state where I live. This is a big deal to me because I used to coach volleyball and not just coach high school volleyball and not just coach high school volleyball like we were somewhat successful, meaning we played in three out of the four state tournaments um, of my four years as head coach. So, um, so that's always a big time for me. It's always like reminiscent of you know, that past life, this past person that we've kind of transitioned out of. And yesterday I was sitting there and it felt like this entire time, and I haven't gone back to a state tournament. Yesterday was my first time back at one. And a couple people asked, like, don't you miss this? Don't you wish that that was you? And I think for me, I don't know, like, what if that was the only way that I was supposed to ex- experience it, right? Like, what if this was all planned perfectly? Who am I to question that, you know? And for me, it's it's more amazing to know what that feels like and to now watch other coaches get to experience that. Like, that's the coolest part, seeing teams do that, seeing teams elevate to that height and me full knowing what that feels like and knowing what they're feeling. And gosh, yesterday I was just sitting there like, no, I don't, I think maybe I'm supposed to miss this, but I, I just don't. I kind of just love being in the presence of it, getting to experience it with my kids is a whole nother level of reason that I love just being a fan. Um, But I think I just love that other people have a chance to experience it because I'm not inserting myself where I don't belong. Um, And so I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, it's okay to let that go. It's okay to have had an amazing experience and then to know that you've outgrown it or to know that your time has passed there. And I don't know, will I ever come back? Will I ever be back as a coach, as a 
person? I don't know. Um, but I know for right now, this place feels better than where I was before. And I think it's just all about the acceptance that sometimes the spotlight just isn't yours, right? Not that it couldn't be, just that sometimes it isn't meant for you anymore. And that's okay too. Like there are beautiful paths to go down that look There are beautiful paths that look like this now. Sorry for the weird pauses these last couple episodes. Just by the way, we aren't in Arizona. So time, time change has impacted said children gravely, meaning they go to sleep earlier and they wake up earlier, which is helpful when we're trying to go to school because nobody's trying to sleep until 10 o'clock anymore. However, not helpful when we're trying to podcast and they continue to wake up and interrupt and get all over the place with their needs, Um, which is fine. I'm just used to having this time all to myself, committed to doing this work. So excuse the brief pauses. Um, we're, we're trying to get there. Also, just crazy things have been happening with the internet and all the things. So we're working on getting to a better place, I promise. Um, but this week has just been a little crazy with time change. Actually, the last, whenever the time changed, I don't know. But it means that I often have a companion here for the episode. So um, really my great thing was just like being okay, not being in the spotlight and being okay with people asking about it. Um, Because for me, that ask has always seemed so blatantly offensive and just like nerve wracking Um, because I never really had a good answer. And I think my answer really is, is that like that it's okay that I'm, I'm good. I enjoy this non-spotlighted version of my life and it's okay to step out. It's okay. Everyone, let me just repeat that. It's okay. Your entire life doesn't have to be lived under a perfect spotlight. Your entire life doesn't have to just look this one way in order for you to have success. You you can step out and decide what success looks like to you. You can take drastic turns in your life that maybe don't make sense to anyone but you. And confidently go down that road. And it's okay. You know, this was the first year and I stopped coaching three years ago. This was the first year that I actually felt okay going to the tournament because I had finally, finally decided like, 
who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up and that it was okay to show up even though I wasn't showing up in the same way that I had been in the past. And that's okay too. It's okay to have those moments where you just aren't shining, right? But like, good. You have to you have to play both roles sometimes and be able to understand that each role is important. Like my biggest role right now is making sure that the, the number one fan base gets to the games. That's a super cool role for me to play. Right. And so I think just, it's okay to take the necessary time to calm and reflect where you're at. And it's okay for that time to look like however long it looks like maybe it's too offensive or triggering for five years, maybe reentering a space. You never reenter a space because you've never gotten to that place. Um, I think it really is just about acknowledging and loving yourself through that transition of whatever that transition looks like. Um, because there's no exact book of how you grieve that. Because for me, it was about grieving the identity that I had lost and really grieving the moment where I got to shine again. Um, because especially for me, you know, being married, having kiddos, being done having kids, like essentially your golden moments are over. Um, so then how do you get those? And coaching was a beautiful way to have those golden moments. And right now I'm just working on restructuring my life to have more of those golden moments. Um, but to not be as dependent on them, right. To be okay with not shining, um, and to transition into, this new world, whatever that looks like. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Um, the title of this episode is if you've ever questioned the room. And I think for me, this was one of the biggest growth pieces, um, on my entire journey was like realizing that it was okay to question whether or not I was okay with something. And I don't know that I ever gave that the strength that it deserved. Um, <laughs> I probably, let's see, around March of this year, I really started to question like, do I even appreciate this? Is this even something that I want to be a part of? Do, do I deserve to question this? Do I even get a say in this? And I think the biggest turning point was not questioning from a point of whether it was right or wrong, but questioning from a point of whether it was right or wrong for me and putting value in my opinion on the subject matter. And I think that takes a huge shift in your confidence and in your own ability um, because I don't know. Do you ever really trust that you know? Like, what is that threshold? Well, this is where I got with it. You know. 
You absolutely know. You know yourself. You are an expert in yourself. And if you aren't, it may take some time to learn and appreciate and understand what you add for value. But bottom line, you're the only one who knows you, right? And so then I just started to ask questions of myself and started focusing on myself and my own approach to topics and my own thoughts on topics and the room, right? Wherever it may be that you sit in, that you're in. Oh my gosh, if I get hiccups on this episode, I'm just saying we've gone to a new low, okay? We've sunk. We (laughs) may be ship sunk at that point. Okay, so for me, questioning the room looked like this. Here's the pause. Oh. Okay. Go play your American Girl Donna. Okay. So reading the room a lot of times just look like me feeling uncomfortable, me not liking decisions that were being made, but then me sitting there and just going, oh, well this is how the world works. Like this is how businesses have to be run. This is how things have to go. I don't really have a say or a choice. This is just life. Right. And, and so I would just sit there and I would know that there was something that didn't sit right with me, but I would just accept it as not something to guide me, but as something to ignore and definitely push down. And then as I'm pushing down, make certain that I hide that, that I never bring that person up again. And that I forever hide her and don't give her a chance to kind of live in this world. Definitely don't give her an opinion, right? And I don't know that I ever really listened to her. Ever. I could hear her talking. I could hear her saying this isn't right or this isn't what this is supposed to look like or like maybe this isn't something that you vibe with and maybe that's not a great description, but maybe that's the only one that we have. I would I would try to like guide myself away from being that extreme. Like, Hannah, this is how the world will, like you just don't understand, right? And that's what I would say. You just don't get it. You don't get it. And if you did, you probably wouldn't have these feelings. And then I just started to really listen to those feelings, those intuitions, those like stomach turning decisions that were being made in front of me. And I would listen and then I would hear my own opinion, my own thoughts on the subject matter. And then I would ask her, Like, well, what's your take? 
What do you think? What do you feel? What's happening for you in this moment? Who are you being? How do you want to show up? Right? And these would be conversations. And I think at the end of the day, it really came down to me giving myself the right to trust what I knew. And that was a huge shift for me because I don't know that I ever... I don't know that I ever would have listened. (sighs) Time change. Okay. Children are set up. They are watching some sort of cinema. And hopefully we will go uninterrupted for the rest of this episode. So once I started to question that, to just question the room and whether or not I wanted to even see myself in that place, right? Once I would start to do that work, it became apparent to me that I was settling in a lot of instances that I, I started to listen to and realize that I was showing up as a different person in a lot of different rooms right? There were rooms where I felt safe and okay with being the full me. And then there were rooms where full me couldn't come at all. In fact, the least person that I could imagine myself being was invited to those rooms. And so that just got hard. Like once I allowed myself to question who I wanted to be, and then allowed myself to show up as that person, it became really hard to not be able to be that person in rooms, right? Because the biggest thing is you should be able to love whoever you are, however you're called to show up, whoever that person is. Like, think about when you're in your fullest extent of who you're meant to be. What does that person look like? How do they work through the world? What does their voice sound like? What does their movement look like? What rooms are they allowing themselves to be in? Because so many times we just change that person, right? Because we have to. It's it's necessary for success. No question. I don't question that at all. For most of us, it absolutely is necessary. We can't survive as this person, right? It's not safe for some people, you know, bless the people who being themselves just isn't safe on a very surface level. The people who it isn't safe, like they could be prosecuted for those things. There are actual laws against them being able to be themselves. Like just be thankful that you're not in that situation. Um, because it's, it's dire in those instances, but for a lot of people just showing up as them means they may not get that promotion or means they may not belong at the company that they're currently working at, but it doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, seek some sort of demise because of them showing up as who they are. Um, so for those people who look 
like me who just start to wonder if they're okay with what's going on, if they're okay with the room that they're sitting in. And then if they decide that they're not, what do you do? Right? Because that's the thing. What are the options? How do you know that there is something out there that's meant for you that would fit you better? How do you know, Hannah? How do you know? Um, I don't, and I don't pretend to. There's no, there's no exact way to write this, right? To just trust and know. But what I can say is if you're questioning yourself and the rooms that you find yourself in and the realization that you aren't acting as your full self, if that's how you're being called to show up in this world to matter, there's got to be something else, right? That fits you. Because faking you forever sounds like the most exhausting task that you could ever have. That's like a terrible life sentence. It just is like, I don't, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. And the biggest shift really just comes with you saying to yourself, am I okay with this? Does this sit right with me? Am I okay with most of my life being lived here, right? Yesterday we talked about values and it's not that, it's not that you're ever going to equal out that time. Like you're going to list at the top of the things that you value family. Well, no, maybe you won't ever equal out that time because we got to pay bills. We got to do the things, right? And so yesterday you were probably cussing me out and going, oh yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, let's all change our values and we value family and let's spend all of our time there. It's not that you're going to be able to make that shift. I just want you to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing doesn't exhaust you so much that you don't get to give that time back, right? So that looks like, okay, I work 40 hours a week, but most of my energy is spent like fighting battles, putting out fires, doing stuff that I really don't want to be doing, having to show up as half of myself and constantly quieting myself, which is exhausting. Um, And so then when I finally get time, right, on the weekends or after work, I'm spent. I don't want to hang out with my family. I don't want to hang out with friends. I don't want to do those things. And even if I did, I would just be exhausted by the work that I've done that week. And so I probably wouldn't be all that present anyways. So why even go? And that's where I want to start shifting that. Like if there are things on your plate, even if you can't change them today, starting to realize like what is for you, what do you want to do? And just being, just making that shift in your mindset where you do start showing up unapologetically, you know, and you do start calling into action and fruition this person 
just that may shift your energy because you're probably expelling a lot of energy to kind of keep this wall up around who you are and how you're showing up. Right. Sorry if I just hit you, but like for me, that, that took all of my energy, all of it, hiding this person, the one who talks too much on any given topic, the one who compassionately take any, any topic and expand for hours and have like deep conversations. And I couldn't be that person. That person didn't have a place. Um, And so that got super exhausting because I was always looking to have these types of conversations that I have on the podcast with people, but that person doesn't belong really anywhere because who wants to talk about these things? Not many people. Um, Definitely not a lot of people who are just (laughs) trying to like just work and go home and not make it a big, huge thing. Not, we don't need to even make a big impact. Like, let's just do the job and get the paycheck and enjoy our weekends. Like Hannah, it doesn't have to be that big a thing. And for me, it's always been impact-based. Like, no, it's not, it's not about like small movements and just signing up for a paycheck, no matter what I did, like, didn't matter if I was coaching, didn't matter if I was just working in retail, like it was never about small movements. It was always about big, deep, meaningful work. And eventually I just started to realize that this room just didn't fit me, not because it, it wouldn't fit someone else, not because it was diabolically terrible. And it just, it didn't fit me. I wasn't able to like fully live as the person that I knew was me once I figured out who me was and trust that took, you know, every single day of work and focus and dedication to figuring that out, to digging up old versions, old indications of who I was and exploring that and continuing the conversation and continuing to explore and find and like, do we ever really find ourselves like, yeah, I think you do, or you can at least get a clearer picture. But so many times we bury it, right? We create like these mountains and walls to just hide that person right? And I think the biggest reason we do that is because we're scared. Like, what if I become the full me, full Hannah, full out there, full podcast, full book, full everything? What if I am her and no one likes it? Then what? What if I walk unapologetically in the world as the person I'm called to show up as? What if I am her and no one likes it? What then? Right? And that might be where you've gotten in this episode. Like, okay, cool. But what if she doesn't have a place? What if that person doesn't 
have a place in this world. And I guarantee there's a place for you. I think the very scariest part is that you may not be accepted there either. But at the end of the day, if you feel good and you feel the fullness of who you get to be in this world, in whatever that is, then that's a better place to be than falsely liked by people or falsely hated by people. It really, it doesn't matter one way or the other. As long as you're walking in your own truth, as long as you're walking in your own acknowledgement of who you want to be in this world, that's really all that matters. The rest of the stuff will come. The rest of the stuff you'll figure out as you go through. You'll test things. You'll move. And like, you may not be like me where it's all movement driven and it's supposed to be bigger and you have this clear picture of what you're supposed to do and it's supposed to be this or that or whatever. You know, it may just be as simple as attempting to question whether or not you're in your full self in any given room. Like, are you fully you, fully present and fully able to voice your opinion, your say, anything? Do you have a voice? That's very important. And bottom line, if you are not feeling like your full self in whatever room you find yourself in, if you feel lost, if you feel silenced, those are good places to to leave and then figure out what it looks like from here. Um, do not just jump blindly <laughs> and say, oh, I listened to this podcast. It was the sign, right? Um, like put together a plan, but really the rest of your life is going to be trial and error and test. And so for you, as you continue to find yourself, as you continue to do this self-identity work, you have to just start listening because your, your body and the fullness of yourself will always steer you right. And it's the most important person to listen to, period. Because that person knows. They know you. No person on this planet knows you the way you do, right? We just tend to not listen because we want other people's advice because, well, in some sorts of sense, it's easier, right? Because then we can place the blame on them instead of fully on ourselves, it's so much easier to just listen to someone else. And then if they get it wrong, yay. Um, But you know, you know, and the journey back to knowing looks like calling on it more. Okay. You know, we just haven't been well versed in trusting it or calling on it. So start calling on it more. And that doesn't mean you go to all your meetings today and you voice exactly who you are and exactly where you sit. But like, 
in those meetings or in those rooms, just start asking yourself like, what am I okay with? Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host. Uh, You can head over to hannahness.com. That's where you'll find everything, everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.